0: We're here on another edition of the Dr. J. Wear podcast and on today's podcast I want to talk about regaining control of your health. There's a lot happening today and people feel powerless. People feel like there's only something outside themselves that can help them to protect themselves. However it starts on the inside. It starts on your mindset, your mind frame. What people miss a lot of times is understanding that what's happening in your head is Oftentimes more detrimental to your body than what's happening outside of your body, so what it is that you are thinking, believing, acting upon those things actually can be more detrimental. However, if you understand some of the things that are going on and you take action and you continuously uh keep yourself abreast of what's happening in terms of what what works best for your body then those things that you may see on the news or hear from other people don't affect you the same way. So I wanted to give you some tips of things that you can do in terms of nutrition, how to help uh, give yourself the best fighting chance to grow um, into a healthy being in a ripe old age. Uh, So looking at some of the things that we need to take into consideration. Um, One is, of course, eating healthy food all the time. Whenever that's possible, so we're that means we're going to limit uh, processed food. Processed food is anything that comes in a package, essentially something that is um, something that's been put in a package has some sort of processing that has been done to it. Whether that is meat that's in a, a foam, uh, you know, the little foam and plastic wrapping, or, or meat in a in a bag, or it's something like a you know sliced meat that's coming from the deli, all those have been processed in some way, shape or form. That also happens when it comes to foods that you find in boxes. Those are foods that have been processed, okay? That is what we want to limit. So we're going to limit that. You do want to buy uh, locally, local produce and organic whenever possible. I know this is depending on when you're listening to this podcast, it may not be the ideal time for specific food so you may not be able to find those locally however eating in season is great because if it's something that doesn't grow at that time of year and you're in that part of the country then you shouldn't be eating it anyway Uh, something such as fruit we don't need to be eating fruit on a consistent basis when we're not burning up those calories that we would get from the sugars from fruit better time better in the summertime when you are out in the sun all day uh Working, moving around quite often, but in the wintertime, not so much. Eating fruit in the summer is preparing the body for the winter. So to go to those, that sugar that's stored as fat, to utilize it for energy. When food may not be as plentiful. That is the body's DNA in terms of being hunter-gatherers to now we're more of an agricultural society. But our DNA hasn't changed, so it still operates the same way. Alright, you want to eat something such as fatty fish, salmon, uh, cod, those types of fish, three to four times a day, in my opinion. Some people say twice a week. I mean, three or four times a week, not twice, not a day. Um, three or four times a week, in my opinion, versus twice a week. I think we need to add more of those omega-3s in our system. We've been at it long enough, but we've had plenty of omega-6s. From pretty much everything we eat, and if you don't know about omega six versus omega three, omega sixes are those are the, the ones that cause inflammation. Not that they're all bad. Uh, you have to have that create the, the create the proper balance ratio uh, from omega threes to omega sixes, and there are tests for that. Um, To make sure you're balancing those out. Omega-3, Omega-6, Omega-9s. You want to have all those in proper balance. The trouble or the difficulty that most people find themselves in is that their Omega-6s are way far surpassing the Omega-3s or Omega-9s. And we have a situation where we are inflamed on a consistent basis. So if you were to contract some sort of infection, some sort of virus that goes out of hand because it starts with that you've heard the cytokine storm, that super inflammation going on. So we have to protect ourselves from that. So that's why we're on the omega-3 and that's why I say maybe three or four times a week eating those fatty fish. The next is to integrate some sort of fermented food in your diet. There's all sorts of things out there but the easiest to probably imp- implement is kombucha. Not sure if you've ever heard of it, but kombucha is a fermented drink. and has a lot of great probiotics in it. Um, you can find it in most grocery stores. Great drink. in uh, a great way, easy way to add fermented foods into your diet. You may not like sauerkraut, but that's another. Uh, kimchi is another. Uh, there's, uh, there's all kinds of like some of the tofu is a fermented, well, tofu is a fermented soy. So you have that. Um, Those types of things that we want to add into the diet. Next one is really no shocker, but we want to limit, really decrease the amount of sugar, processed sugar, sugar in our diet. Now, keep this in mind. Some people say, oh, I bought the organic sugar. I bought turbinado sugar. I bought whatever type of sugar they think is better than the others. Well, sugar is sugar, regardless if it's the white processed sugar, the brown sugar, the turbinado sugar, the organic sugar. Sugar is sugar. Whether uh, The only one that has a slight difference is the coconut sugar, and that's because it doesn't have as much in terms of a glycemic load. But again, sugar is sugar. So we're going to look to decrease this sugar however we can, okay? So that means some of the candies... processed foods you find in stores, high fructose corn syrup, which really isn't sugar, but it acts as sugar in the body and creates havoc. uh, That'll have to be another topic. And so we want to decrease that. We also want to decrease our gluten intake. Gluten would be fine normally if, if wheat wasn't modified the way it's been modified. They used to talk about amber waves of grain, wheat is like five foot tall, but wheat doesn't grow that tall anymore wheat grows about three feet high. And that extra loss, that loss of the two feet has sat there and put together a gluten molecule that is far uh, more impactful than it has been in the past. That's why a lot of people have gluten allergies and those types of things, okay? The next tip here is we wanna eat our fruits and juice our veggies. Since a lot of us do not eat enough vegetables, it is a great idea to juice our vegetables. You can buy juices a lot of different places, but if you have a juicer, hey, that's like clap hands, hand waving, high five to you. Having a juicer, juicing your vegetables is a great way to get in all the servings of vegetables that you would need a day. Most people need about 16 servings of vegetables a day. But they're thinking, whoa, that's way too many. But we don't have that because we don't get enough nutrients from the foods that we do have to kind of balance that out. But you see a rise in like colon issues and, and digestive issues. All of that has to do with not having enough fiber in our diet in terms of from vegetables. So that is a good way to get that in is to go ahead and juice those vegetables. Next tip. When it comes to uh, your beans, black-eyed peas, uh, navy beans, I mean, this is that time of year where you want to eat, most people want to eat their beans. So when it comes to dealing with your beans, soak them more than 24 hours. Lectins have a weird um, reaction in the body. Can be damaging, can be harmful uh, to some sensitive uh, digestive tracts. So you want to make sure you soak those more than 24 hours You could take two days and soak them And just let them kind of break down And so you, when you cook them You don't have the same response uh, That you should um, Or that you could have If there's an issue with you in lectins Next tip I would like to give you Is to uh, cook with ghee That's ghee is G-H-E-E You may have seen it in the store And never knew what it was You may have not even ever considered it you just said oh it looks yellow like butter but I don't know what that is so ghee is clarified butter it's butter that does not have the milk protein in it and the benefit of that is the milk protein the casein casein protein which is found in milk and other dairy products is the only protein that is found that's the common denominator amongst all cancers so that is one of the benefits with cooking with ghee and i i it tastes like butter so you have the butter flavor you have the butter taste you have all the exact same uses of butter without the casein protein so there's that one and then another tip to use is or another oil to cook with is coconut oil now you can't cook things that are like bread like you don't want to do your grilled cheese in uh, coconut oil but if you are doing something like your vegetables and coconut oil, then you are in good shape, all right? Any type of cold dish that you use, like if you're gonna do salads, um, something along those lines, if you wanna just chop up some kale and you wanted some sort of like a, a dressing that would go over it, you can use hemp seed oil, you could use flaxseed oil, and you could also use extra virgin olive oil. All of those are great in terms of cold oils to u- utilize because they have a good balance of uh, omega 3 6 9s that can actually help the body and they should be eaten that way a lot of people want to cook with extra virgin olive oil which is a grave mistake because olive oil is it's a uh, it's sensitive in a sense so it's one of those oils that breaks down fast so if you heat it up then you're going to cause damage if you ever notice it's in a dark bottle it should be in a dark bottle, especially if it's extra virgin olive oil. It should be in a dark bottle. That means it's, it can't really deal with too much heat. You know, it's a dark bottle because the sunlight, I mean, the light from other things will help break it down. and You don't want that. So you don't want to heat it up. You just want to use that on cold dishes. Uh, even like in the, your Italian restaurants where they uh, mix their little Parmesan cheese and, and peppers and whatever else, and you dip your bread in it. I mean, that's the type of stuff you would do with, with olive oil. You don't want to heat olive oil and last but not least bottled water stop drinking it just let it go i know you're thinking what am i supposed to drink if i can't drink bottled water well the bottled water that you are drinking a lot of times has sat in the sun sometimes well it's been heated okay so when you heat plastic there is a chance that you could be leaching chemicals into the the water itself. So you don't wanna have a plastic uh, a plastic bottle that's been heated. Now if it's cold and it's been like, if, if you have like one of those filters that goes into your refrigerator, like it'll filter your tap water and then you can put it in your refrigerator, that's a totally different situation. A lot of times there's no BPA there, a lot of times it's a different type of plastic uh, in sense that it's harder, but you have that soft pliable plastic, uh, it's easier for that to break down and leach into water. So we want to look at carrying a, a water bottle from the water that you've either filtered at home. If you have a reverse osmosis system, two thumbs up to you. Uh, that, you know, any, anything that you can bring from home and keep a water bottle with you, and that will be, that's fantastic. And as far as water bottles, look for one that's glass. If you can get a glass water bottle with a rubber casing or a stainless steel water bottle, those will probably be, be a better fit than anything else. All right, it's Dr. J. Ware. Thank you for listening to the Dr. J. Ware podcast, where I keep trying to give you tips for your health so that they may create your wealth in the future. Until next time, my friends.